Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome to the Truth About Real Estate. I want to introduce you to Kevin Cruz. He is a Entrepreneur of the Year, and he won multiple awards. And he is based in the San Francisco Bay Area. Um, you know, I've seen him grow up in his real estate business. He's been around for over five years, and you know, he's killing it. And today. We're going to talk more about how he built uh, up multiple businesses, including real estate company, a moving company, a staging company, an Airbnb, and a flipping company. And today we're going to get to know how he he's done that and how he's grown so quickly. So welcome, Kevin. How's it going? Hey, hello. Thanks for inviting me over, Matt. Everybody's yeah, excited to have you here. Thank you. So yeah, we wanted to catch up with you and to learn more. Like. Uh, Tell us about your history. Like, how did you even get into real estate? Uh, I started real estate five years ago. Um, honestly, I, I've been wanting to do real estate for a long time now. Uh, I tried everything uh, at the age of, uh, you know, 20 years old. I started working for the bank already. Started working for the bank already and Wells Fargo. And, you know, my sales just, you know, I guess it was really good, <laughs> you know. And uh, I got promoted, but I declined the promotion and I started my own business already. Uh, and business uh, didn't do so well because you're, you're, you know, not, it was a different business before, right? Didn't do so well. So I went back to a job uh, working at First City. Welcome back, Kevin. How's it going? Technical difficulties. I'm good. All right, cool. So, hey guys, thanks for waiting. Uh, we've got Kevin here. We're going to go back on track and talk about uh, you and your businesses. You were talking about you working at Wells Fargo, being a, a good salesperson and quickly getting promoted and then going to start your own uh, career and your own companies. Yes. Um, yeah. So I quit, I, you know, left Wells Fargo after two years and uh, we started, uh, we started this company called Electric State of Mind. It's a event production company where we host raves, raves, we produce raves, large events, you know, scaling from 300 attendees to 5,000 attendees. So we brought oh. this all over the world. And that was a lot of work because you're, you have to bring promoters. You have to, there's a lot of moving pieces into the puzzle compared to real estate. Believe me, it's a, it's a whole different level. Like it's a lot of work, especially you're dealing with younger folks, you know? So we did that for five years. We had a good run. We had a good run. We did about 120 events. Wow. That's a lot of events. In cities. And from there, you know, I got attached to, uh, in, I got attached to real estate all of a sudden because I guess all my friends are in real estate or people that I know who are making good, you know, good money are in real estate. I was like, hey, you're dealing with professionals now in real estate. Like you're dealing with the older people. You're dealing with people with money. So I was like, hey, let's give real estate a shot. Like if I can sell this, if I can sell a lot of things, you know? Yeah. And I fell in love in real estate. In the first year I was part-time and uh, I was rookie of, I became rookie of the year in Northern California for with Better Homes and Gardens. Real estate's a pretty big company. Uh, my first year that, that is part-time. And uh, so second year I took it seriously now, I went full-time now. And that's when I hit the entre you know, entrepreneur of the year uh, with Better Homes and Gardens. That's like they're 30 under 30 and you're the largest gross income, you know, largest uh, gross income that's under 30 years old in the entire company now, which is pretty much nationwide. It's yeah. pretty amazing to be 30 under 30. Is a, it's a big achievement to hit that and to have um, really good production goals and to be able to accomplish it at such a young age, especially when you're selling real estate, you know, at a you know, high price point in general, right? Yeah. And it's, it's, I didn't expect I was going to get, you know, get all these achievements. All I was doing is really prospecting and marketing, right? Uh, just nonstop marketing, nonstop calling people every day, right? And my third year, you know, I feel like my second year, I reached my capacity already, <clears throat> helping 28 families in real estate. So third year, I started a team now. So I had my uh, first, uh, you know, operations, you know, admin for, and uh, I had my first uh, buyer's uh, specialist. And we did 40. Uh, we helped 40 families, you know, while we're structuring the deal. And uh, my fourth year, uh, we also did 40. We also helped 40 families because we transitioned into a new company now with Kinetic Real Estate. So it was a lot of moving pieces, you know, dealing with that and uh, while we're while looking for talent. Uh, but now uh, on our fifth year now, uh, we're trending to have um, we're trending to 
do hundred families now. Nice, congrats! Uh, we're, we're on our uh, around eighties now uh, with a team of uh, mainly four salespeople in our team. That's a that's a lot of um, units, yeah. a lot of helping a lot of people to yeah. do that with four people. So that's really good. It's a testament to how you manage, how you help, and how you um, are able to market so well to build a really good demographic to help these clients and get into homes. Yeah, thank you. So yeah, that's uh, that's real estate for us. <laughs> so let's talk about that too. Let's go. Let's di- let's dive deeper into that. So when you first start real estate and part time, you know most agents. You know, even full full time agents never hit twenty eight. You know, help twenty eight people in a year. Like, and you talked about you know cold calling and marketing. So, you know, that actually works, right? Uh, it does. Um, well, I did not do much cold uh, cold calling. Uh, mm-hmm. What I did, what I did was, uh, you know, on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn. You know, I had those social platforms already. You know, since I was like twenty one years old, right? Uh-huh. So that's like a that right now, right? <laughs> presence, right? So all those people, all those people that's been following me or I've been friends with, I just reached out to those people. I'm not exactly sure if that's called cold marketing because some I, most of those people I don't even know. Okay. Like it's just an acquaintance. They have heard of you, so they'll just add you, you know? Yeah, it's a re- relationship marketing and you know a sphere of influence. Yes. And uh so I just message 50 people per day on Facebook. I committed to that. I messaged 20 people on Instagram. I called 20 people in my phone book every day. That's all I did, letting them know, hey, I just started real estate. Uh, I have a mission to help this many families. Do you know anyone looking to buy or sell in the next six months or the near future? That's all I did every day. And uh, and, uh, they say, oh, 99% of them would say like, oh, you know, but I'll keep you in mind, right? Mm -hmm. But that that word, keep you in mind, that sticks with them because there's not that many people who actually calls, a friend calls you like, hey, I'm in real estate. You're actually spreading yourself, you know, you're actually like reaching out to them. But I don't just reach out to them directly like, hey, uh, you know, are you, do you know anyone looking to buy or sell? You want to just, you know, you want to build a relationship. Like say, hey, how's everything? How's family? How's life? Hey, you know, I don't want to take too much of your time. Just, you know, you know anyone looking to buy or sell? Like, and I after that, I'll get their email address, right? The reason why you want to get their email address is, they're going to forget about you. You know, after a month or so, you call them, they're going to forget about you, right? But if you put them on your email, on your MailChimp, and you send them a monthly market updates about, you know, just whatever's about real estate, you stay relevant into their mind now, right? Yeah. This is thing. You have to touch them seven times in order for them to remember you, right? 16 now, 16 to 21 now. 16 to 21 now. I didn't even know that. Yeah. 16 to 21. Okay. So you, it might be seven for you, but for the ever average person, it might be like 16 to 20 times now. Yeah, so you really have to build that. And the hardest thing about this business is building a database. Uh, database is everything. And re- it's a relationship uh, business. And how are you going to do that? You have to work really hard in the beginning, you know, build that momentum immediately and start calling, like, right away. Most people don't have a database. And I think a lot of agents, they need to start building a database, whether it's on paper, whether it's on Excel, Notepad, something. But it should really be in a CRM to really build an efficient database to really know your clients, your customers and help people and the scale, the scalability of a real CRM. Mm-hmm. And the fact that you mentioned, you know, Facebook, Instagram, social media, reaching out to 25, 50 people a day per platform is amazing. And, you know, I talk about that all the time, but most agents say, well, social media is a waste of time. You know, it doesn't really generate you business. Well, it's free. It's free, uh, right? Yeah, it's free. Uh, if you listen to Gary V, like the, the, like, Gary V says to post 15 times per day. Like, <laughs> you want to be relevant all the time, right? The whole point is to stay relevant. Secondly, it's free. I don't think it's a waste of time. I think it's a double-edged sword, right? Like people can be the vic- have that victim mentality and, and compare themselves to other people while they're scrolling up on social media. Or you can take advantage of it and use it, you know, you know, you can create a whole different perception about yourself with social media. And just really promoting your business all day long. So which one do you want, right? Yeah, like, I would like to promote my business and be on social media because people see your your page, they see your profile, they see you talking. You can talk about anything. You can talk about real estate. You can talk about investing. You can talk about nothing, right? Yeah. And if you do that, you're you're creating a perception in their mind. You're creating a brand. You're creating your voice. And the more people can hear you every day, the more you stay relevant the more that they want to connect with you when it's the right time to buy or sell. What do you want, right? Yeah. 
I agree. That's uh, not my train of thought on that one. But. So, for example, you're talking about how you're you know you're connecting with people on in social media, your Facebook, Instagram, and you're actually saying that works. And your people are actually thinking of you now, and you added them onto Mailchimp, and you're doing you know updates for them. So afterwards, in a certain amount of time, they would actually reach out to you when they're ready to buy or sell, right? Correct, and they'll refer you people because most of those people that you call, you know, they they work, you know, they work nine to five, right? Yeah. yeah. Nurses, doctors, attorneys, whatever's right. What do they do? Like they they don't work straight eight hours. Trust me, they have time to go on social media. They have time to talk to their coworkers. You know, like they have time to talk to their coworkers. Can you imagine you post something on social media that day, right? Or you post something on Mailchimp that day and all of a sudden, you know, they read it, you know, your friend read it and one of their coworkers is like, "Hey, I'm thinking about buying a house." Who do you think they'll who do you think they'll refer to? They'll refer to you. You stayed on top of their head. That yeah. day that's why the goal is to stay relevant, stay consistent with your post, stay consistent with even just a story on social on on, uh, on Instagram. You know, that showing that you're in real estate. You know, it, sure, it's a lot of work, but I mean, nothing is easy anymore. Just like anything, just like anything that you do in the very beginning, like it's really hard. But as you get, give it like twenty one days. Just do something for twenty one days, right? Do the yeah, things you have it to get the things you never get, right? And it's true. Happened. And when you ask agents, uh, for example, if you ask your team, okay, you don't want to do social media, you're not, you don't want to be on there, you don't want to post personal photos, real estate photos. What are you going to do? Are you going to cold call? The tension to cold calling is going to be so the turnover rate is going to be so high, and then the way to attract them and leave a top of mind is going to be so hard. The first goal of cold calling is I want to hang up on you. I'm busy. Yeah. I'm distracted. Right. I don't want to listen to what you All have right. to say. Yeah. But in social media, they're going to scroll through it. They're going to either like it or not like it, want to click on it. And if you make it interesting, they want to watch it and see yeah. and the videos. It matters. And you leave a lasting impression because you just showed a video, which is thousands of words a minute, right? Yeah. It, 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 because, you know, but within zero age of zero to 18, right? They said that average person would talk to 2,000 people in their life already or something like that. I think 21. I, I can't remember. There was a statistics back then, right? Yeah. You want to target those people that you spoke to because some of those people will remember you, right? When you cold market, when you cold call people, like if you use property radar, right? It's a place where you can get phone numbers. There's a lot of places you can go. You can, you, if you call a thousand people, if you get one listing, okay, that might work, but it's a lot more work compared to just read, you know, why don't you do both? How about that? Yeah, I think that's better because you need to kind of like stack the deck and have different levels, different levers to build your business. And one is social media, one's cold calling, one's door knocking, and there's many more to direct mailing is another one. But you have to figure out what's best for you. And I think for me, content marketing is one of the best platforms because you can reshare this over and over forever. Mm, yeah. Cold calling, you can't. You hang up, it's done. You can't reshare that call to other people. Correct. Correct. And the relationship you build with people right now, like the way you and I are just communicating right now, you're building relationships. People can understand you talking and the way you work, the, how you help people and how they want to connect with you and they are relevant, right? Mm -hmm. In a cold call, I don't know who you are. You can you can sound like anybody. You're good. Yeah. You're good. You're just going to get a lot more hangups, 99% more hangups. Yeah, I don't know what trick you can get to change that, but 90% of, I think 90% of most of people's businesses comes from uh, referrals and sphere of influence with people that you have a relationship with and staying top of mind is one of the most important things and i think the way you guys have been doing your content your stories your testimonials and your sales records and doing videos it, it stands out more than the majority right uh we try to we just like i just preach it to my team you gotta just stay relevant that's that's really it like i don't care if you just post just listed just sold Stay relevant, and one thing not to mention, you know, you wanna you, you wanna be you, a human too, right? Like when you post, you don't wanna just stay posting things about real estate, just sold, just listed, just sold pending. Yeah, sure, you'll stay relevant, right? But you wanna you want you want people to feel you, you know, like show a family picture or something once in a while. If you do private about your life, show some friends. Talk about food. Talk about your interests. Talk about video games. Talk about sports. Something that you can engage with other people that, you know, with the same interest. Yeah. Yeah.
And then during that time period, you're building your business and you quickly became Entrepreneur of the Year, Rookie of the Year, and you were able to win uh, multiple awards at Better Homes and Garden. And the way you talked about is that you're just building a massive business and you had that sales track record and that kind of mindset. Like what, what gave you that mindset to like know how to communicate well with people and to help get so many deals in, in place for people? Um, I, well, what was different about you doing that and like how did you get that success? I think I think my my determination and my perseverance perseverance and my you know like your why right yeah. everybody has a why right why are you doing, so. no why, yeah. <laughs> why why are you doing you know doing what you're doing right and uh well this is a little bit more uh I mean I'll be real right I'll be person you know personally I'm born and raised in the Philippines uh born and raised there and uh that's a third world country and i've lived in uh i've you know i moved there i moved here when i was like 12 or 13 years old but at the age of eight years old i was pretty independent already oh like the way we are raised in the philippines is like it's different you know like we're we're like at the age of nine i was selling candies already let's look at it that way okay you know and i've seen i've seen poverty like i've seen third world country like how difficult it is to to be to to be in the Philippines, and I think about that because I'm friends with a lot of these people. My cousins, I have like thirty first cousins in the Philippines, you know, and uh, it really just brought me up. Like when I came over here, right? It's like the American dream, right? Yeah. And I really took that to the heart because it, originally I was only supposed to be here for one month after visiting, coming back to the, you know, come back to the Philippines, right? And live my life there. I was already in sophomore in high school, ready to graduate, excited, see my friends go to college together. And uh, second to the last day, I was supposed to go back. Uh, my parents told me I'm staying here in the U.S. You know, because they saw that hey, life is difficult in the Philippines, and you know your 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 life is tough. So you, we got we want we want you know it's better if you just stay over here and uh, have continue your education and work. That's really nice parents to uh, help you stay over here, help you get here and help you stay here. And, you know, it's hard, I'm sure, as parents to let you stay here by your, you know, with your other people, you know. Yeah, it is. And uh, from there on, like, I took it, I took it seriously. So at the age of 15, I was already working at a pizza shop, you know, at, at the mall after school. I used to, you know, take mm -hmm. the bus and I just never stopped working since then. You know, and I really had that uh work mentality i guess i thought it was really a part of uh, my life and uh my dad was one of the hardest worker in the world you know uh you know he was yeah he worked really hard and and i want to you know i it just built on me i guess and from there i i my wife just starts building up there and building up that i want to inspire i want to create i want to lead by example and there's not that i believe okay correct me if i'm wrong on this Matt, but there's not that many filipinos out there striving yeah Go, you know, like, like I want to, I want to, I want to be that example. I think you're a good example of that because I, I don't personally know many Filipinos who are like doing really, really well, and that I can see personally, and I, I know you're killing it, and I see, I think you have everyone does, but I think you have a great reason why, and the fact that your dad has that strong work ethic and kind of instilled it in you too, and then your reason why behind it just drives you further because you do have your family over there too, and you want to kind of build up and help and show. And also help other people in our industry and our your friends to show that anyone can do it, and doesn't matter where where you come from, and yeah. the fact that you're doing it and you're pushing and you're teaching and you're mentoring your team as well and your other people that hey, if I can do it, I can go from anywhere. I can start when I'm young and build up to this level and build these companies and help people. That's a amazing, you know, result to happen, make happen. Yeah, thank you. Uh, well, yeah, you gotta try. It is hard. So, you know, when you started building your team at Kinetic, um, how do you identify, you know, who should be on your team and how do you work with them and uh, communicate with them to, you know, do well together? Um, to me, I'm a big relationship person. Like to me, uh, trust is probably the biggest thing I, you know, I had problems with, you know, and uh, yeah, I, I, how do you start it? Well, to be honest with you, okay, uh, they're the ones who reached out to me. Okay. Because I post, keep posting social media and I got a friend. Uh, I got a friend who's like, hey, I have a, my best friend is looking, you know, looking for a team. And I heard you're expanding, you know, because I think I posted something like I'm looking to expand and I've got a bunch of people reaching out, reached out to me, right? Mm 
Nice. And, you know, I'm not sure if I did it the right way or not, uh, but I just spoke to them. I want to know what their goal is. I want to know who they are. And all the people that are, you know, all the team right now, I know their parents. I know their kids. I know their family. Like, for me, it's like I base everything through trust and family. That's, uh, I don't, yeah, that's just that's just the way we're doing it. Like, we, we, we know we care for each other. We support each other. We're not going to, we're not going to use each other, you know, like, and there's some people that did that in the team in the past, and yeah. I let them go. Yeah, we just didn't click, and uh, I think that's kind of broad. I I think I, it's good. I think what you're saying too, and I get it because I talk when I talk to top agents and uh, teams, it comes to the same kind of things. It's all about team. It's all about culture, and number one, it's about trust. And the fact that as, you know you're leading, you're partnering with them, and you're being by their side and guiding them uh, through building their careers in real estate. Mm -hmm. And the fact is, if they know you, they trust you, they work with you, it's much better than you know someone you don't personally know that well. And yeah. the culture might not be there, the intent might not be there. But if you have the trust and you earn the trust and keep it, and you show that, hey, I'm here supporting you, helping you grow your business, working with our team, you have all the support and that you have proven results you just got to go and do it and make it happen then you can right. succeed but it's not easy to find really good teammates and have the cultural fit so there is a lot of times you'll let people go even if they're your friends or not just because yeah. the mindset is completely different the culture the style is different the way they work is ethics are different then it's just part of the business but at the same time you know that you instill within your team here's how you work and why they want to be with you and that happens to create long-term relationships and where they want to stay with you forever and build together because they believe in the vision yeah uh well most of my teammates are new okay. actually all of them are new okay uh they're all less than they're all less than three years, three years. good if you talked about you had four and you guys are uh, four or five people and you guys are doing uh, almost close to 100 deals by the end of the year you're gonna yeah. hit you're gonna hit past 100 you're already 80 plus so you yeah. that's amazing result that shows that you have really good leadership skills to show new agents how to get, get to 20 plus deals a year and how to work together to make it happen right and help these families get into homes it's not easy at all it's not it's not we we try we try we try our best honestly like we you know i think one thing we lack on right now is uh like a full system you know like a structure because mm -hmm. right now you know we're just like on the go you know like oh i gotta do this i gotta run this uh one thing that i developed in my company in our company is uh lead generations right mm -hmm. you know i teach you know we have we have a lot of platforms that we use to get leads okay you know how to target spheres and all that we we pretty much you know the lifeblood in any business is database right and uh leads i don't care how smart a person is like if you don't have like if you may know everything about real estate but if you don't have if you don't know how to prospect people if you don't know how to, like if you don't if you don't know how to get leads you're nothing in real estate it's really all about leads you're absolutely right. And the, the I think the method is, you know, sales cures all. So if you're able to lead generate and build business, then you're that will have you can use that fund to to fix all your problems. And if you don't do any sales and you focus on company B, not company A, your sales company, it will it won't matter. You can have the best company B, but if there's no company A, your your business is gone, right? Yeah. <laughs> So, you know, and if you have problems, it's okay because one is you have great sales, you have great results. No matter what problems you have, you can overcome those obstacles. And the way you do it, just start, you know, hiring a VA, hiring a person to delegate and start saying, hey, follow me, watch everything I do. Now go make it 100% better, right? Like Ben Kinney, he did that. He had people follow him in engineers and he had money, but he had people to follow him to build it up and improve the system and processes. Hire great people who are skilled at what you're not at so that you can focus on what you're skilled at. Yeah. So that it, take, it takes time and the systems and processes, like I'm an integrations guy, I'm a tech guy. I use all the systems and out there, but at the end of the day, if agents aren't selling, it doesn't matter what I can show them, right? And how I, if I can help you, but they need to follow up. With, follow up is the key. Lead generation is the key. It's the result to everything. Correct. Correct. It, it takes time and it takes skills and practice, but I think a lot of it is, a lot of agents don't want to practice the, the hardest part. Everything else is easy and distracting. The hardest part is connecting with many people really quickly and having massive communication and massive results, right? They just need that breakthrough. Breakthrough, not like the success breakthrough, but breakthrough of like 
getting the getting out of the comfort zone because a lot of people don't pick up their calls or uh, don't want to pick you know call mm -hmm. especially for newer people because of uh fear of uh, rejection right it, yeah. it, fear of rejection there's they don't know what to do they don't know what to say right and they have to overcome that you know like just do it just call people you know how do you get them over that that fear every day or how do you get them over, your team over that doing like uh i show them i show them what to do like when when there's a lead i'll call them right away this is how it's done i let them shadow them with me you know even listing appointments even virus consultation i'll be like hey let me show you like i'm a lot i'm like i'm really like i try to make it as simple as possible you know i'm very you just humanize everything like just be a human be you and just like hey you know like i can i can drink with you you know we drink together we hang out together we party together yeah but like this i'm doing the same thing i'm just calling these people like hey you know it just makes them feel more uh, comfortable over time like uh it's pretty fast i don't know like yeah they just like pick up the pick up pick up the call do it right now you're right and i think you're absolutely right and i think the fear i see instilled in agents is that or even salespeople in general is that it's in it's it's all in our mind we are afraid to call sometimes we don't we fear the rejection we don't know what to say you freeze or you don't know how the person's going to react but yeah. at the end of the day it doesn't it doesn't matter in that sense what matters is this you're trying to connect with people you're trying to help people and you're not selling people you're just providing value and information and you're trying to connect people with the right property the right house the right goal and help them and it, either they want to be helped or they're not they're either busy or not but as long as you're leaving a good lasting impression the results will come over time and it comes back down to quantity the more you people you can talk to your friends your family your colleagues everyone that you can tell that hey you're in real estate you're here to help and your goal is to hit help 25 50 100 200 people and when you do that it will just come it'll come to fruition and people want to work with you and say hey this guy's crushing it. he's doing everything he can he's not afraid to call and fail because you're not failing you're just moving on to the next person who you can help and that's hard though it's hard to let go of that fear and say hey the next person to call is going to yell at me and going to hang up on me. Does it matter? Yeah, exactly. Right. Well, yeah. they're saying uh, you make up with numbers, but you lack in skills, right? Yeah, you're right. You make up in numbers, what you lack in skills. Yeah. yeah. Well, you I learn by each call. You learn, hey, okay, well, that went horrible. I did not mean to say that at all. And that was absolutely you know bad out of my mouth. But hey, next call. Okay, fix it. Right. Let's just call, reset yourself, call again, say, hey, you know, how, you know, whoever you're calling, you know, talk about that and try to help them. Right? And that's it. That's the mm -hmm. goal. And take notes along the way and create real, try to create real relationships, right? So when you're calling people, you're trying to build a rapport with them, right? Yeah, of course. Try to, you, you want to do it, you, you got to do it as fast as you can. You only have one shot with like when you're calling people. <laughs> Yeah, and you were able to reach out to a lot of people every day really quickly, and you're using free methods such as you know social media. How about your team right now? How are they doing? Good. Uh, where we have Zillow, we have uh, Redfin now, we have um, Yelp, and I teach my team to build their own platforms. You know, like I, so it's not just me, right? So mm -hmm. Zillow, Yelp, uh, Homelight, we have. Facebook, we have Facebook business page, Instagram, Instagram business page, LinkedIn. We have a lot more. We have like over 20 of them. That's like, you know, we're using for lead generation. Uh, next door. I don't know. We just, uh, we come across a lot of leads on, a, on a, every day right now. And uh, I think you built that reputation already where people are just calling you, referrals calling you. They just hear your name. We have, uh, we have over 100 reviews right now on Zillow. Yeah. Uh, uh, Yelp, uh, I have about close, I think 49, it used to be 70, but, uh, you know, <laughs> every day, unfortunately they remove reviews. Uh, we're building Google platform right now, SEO and Google right now. So we have somebody building that up right now. Uh, mailers, uh, we used to do, uh, we used to do a lot more mailers, like 5,000 mailers per month, but, uh, we're going to continue, you know, we stopped during COVID. Mm -hmm. uh, we're going to continue it again starting in November. Uh, yeah, it's all about marketing, honestly, <laughs> advertising, marketing. But like what I mentioned in the very beginning of this podcast, uh, social media is free. 
You're right. Yeah. And you're actually connecting with a lot of people really quickly and you're using a lot of platforms to connect. I think a lot of people will get overwhelmed by that and they get distracted. So really, you know, try to start with one, two platforms and go from there. Facebook, LinkedIn, Yelp, build up a platform and then start adding one by one in because even on your first day, you didn't add all 20, 30 services in one day. You built it over time and you start seeing what real results you're building from it. And you're doing a massive amount of connections with people. And like you said, like the content, the information you provide, the uh, attraction and just the arbitrage of being in front of people's mind keeps you top of mind. And when they're ready to work with you, they call you, right? Yeah. You. So that, that I'm glad that works. And one thing we we're going to jump into too, is that even within these five years, you started uh, doing a lot of entrepreneurial business. Like you guys have a moving company, a staging company, you have Airbnb and flipping. How did you get into that? Um, I personally like uh, building uh, organizations. Okay. Uh, I believe vertical integration is uh, very important because I realized my first and second year in real estate, like everybody needs help with moving. Everybody needs help with staging. Everybody needs a vendors of people, right? Contractors, right? But my experience, uh, my experience before I started real estate was an entrepreneur. You know, prior to me in real estate, I started four corporations already. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Or five businesses already, four businesses already, right? Uh, they did decent. Some of them did good. Some of them did really bad. But the whole point is, I started it. You know, I don't care if it's failure, if it's you know, it's still an experience, right? Yeah. So, um, when I started real estate after two years, like, hey, you know, I think we need a staging company, right? And I saw, uh, I don't know, we just, I, I have a good friend. He's just like really good friend, and it's like he's been doing storage wars. He has like a showroom in San Francisco. I'd be like, hey, why don't we do staging? You know, and, and uh, all of a sudden he staged one of our listings and it, it sold for high and uh, we continued it. And now we got one one storage unit now and it became four storage units now. And after that, the business starts picking up. So like, hey, let's get a warehouse and we got a warehouse now. And after that, we business picked up even more. Now we partner up with another stager. Now we have a 4,000 square feet warehouse now. Uh, that's like three stories, you know, like three yeah. levels. And uh, that's that's staging company, right? Uh, move uh, moving company. Uh, my friend was already running a moving company, but he just started, and he's young, super young. He was like twenty four years old when he started it. Mm, congrats to him. Now he's twenty seven years old, right? But we met about three years ago, and uh, I, you know, I partnered with him in the company. Originally, I wanted to put my face in a truck. And all of a sudden, I, as I got to know him more, uh, it's like, oh crap, this guy's like, this guy's, uh, I like this guy. You know what? Let's partner up. Why don't we just, why don't we just run, you know, do our moving company together? Because I have a lot of clients. I know how to build up a social platform. I know how to build websites. I know how to build your company. So we partnered up, you know, we did really, it was really tough the first two years. Tough. Like, oh my God, that was tough. Like, I can't, I don't want to wanna. <laughs> express like how rough it is it's really to the point that i wanted to i wanted to quit and just forget about the business i swear it was i remember that vividly you know financially it just costed so much money you know with all the things going on it's a lot of moving parts you're doing literally parts you know i honestly feel like it's a lot more moving parts than real estate personally because really? you're with a lot you're dealing with a team of people you know uh movers managers dispatchers you know and somebody gets injured somebody sues you somebody you know what i mean like all these things can happen you know you, you broke my stuff you yeah not to move it's a lot of liability and i think the first thing comes to mind in liability for moving companies like oh they're gonna take my stuff put it in the storage room and then it's gonna be gone when i go to my next house you know just like a lot of you're putting a lot yourself into a lot of risk in this situation but as long as you create a really reputable good company with good people and the people part is the hardest part because you don't know every person all the time, right? Exactly. That is. And you know, you're doing real estate. I guess you have so much time after real estate, you're going to do a moving company, you're going to do a staging. Oh, no, no. Uh, you uh, partner uh, with them, but you're still building with them. I already know your uh, question. I already know your <laughs> the answer to that is uh, I'm not running the day to day operations in yeah. companies. Okay. There's something called check equity and sweat equity, right? Mm -hmm. uh, check equity is like, 
you know, you after you build it, you basically have somebody run the day-to-day -day operations, right? Your business partner, your partner in the company, right? Sweat equity is like that's your day-to-day -day operations, you know, yeah. your day -day business that you run. It's only real estate that I run full time. You cannot run more than if you run two companies like that on a high level, uh, good luck. Like, yeah. I don't think you should have kids. I don't think you should have a girlfriend. You swear to God, you'll be working all day long. Because I tried it. I tried it. So the only business that I run day to day, my sweat equity is real estate. Perfect. Uh, yeah. Equity. I have a you know, I have one partner in moving company and I have one partner in staging company. They run everything. Nice. You know, of course they have a higher share in the company because they run it. It makes sense. Yeah, it does. You're yeah. good for check equity. And also the fact is that you built a lot of businesses. You can add a lot of value and be like, kind of like a board of directors. You guide them, show them what to do, how to build it quickly. And you have uh, ancillary services where you can actually support each other and build your vertical up, right? Yeah, true. So that makes total sense because these are great people. Because uh, when you're helping a client buy and sell real estate, you need to move. You need to stage. And if you tie it all together, you're building a massive business and you're creating a really good, robust database of clientele who utilize all your services all the time. Yep. Nice. I think the only person who can run multiple companies at the same exact time is what Elon Musk, right? He can run all like four, five or more companies we don't even know about, you know, at the same time. <laughs> That's, I don't even know what's working on that guy's like, yeah, he's 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 in a different level. He's not totally, even, yeah. I even know if he's human, but he's a totally different level from all of us combined, I would I would say. And it's amazing yeah. to see that people can actually do that though. It's crazy. Amazing. I'm, I'm amazed. I watch them all the time. <laughs> <laughs> so you guys have a lot of great reviews too. A lot of clients are, you know, giving you a lot of top-notch reviews. Like, how do you guys set that service and ex expectation and that kind of level doing everything? Um are you talking about real estate or are you talking about uh, real estate in general? Um, do you, I don't know. You just have to, you just have to care for them. Like when they want, they, when they need something, like you better be there. And you, I think one thing that I taught the team and it's been, you know, it's been working out really well. is like, you have to be very responsive. You know, you have to be proactive instead of being reactive, right? What do I mean by that? So instead of like, okay, once you set some set somebody up with property alerts, right? Instead of them reaching out to you, hey, I like this property, right? You'll be like, hey, I found this this property just came on the market. Would you like to take a look at it? That's proactive versus you know versus being a reactive, right? And a lot of people, a lot of agents, uh, gets re you know reactive over time because. They have, you know, they're spreading their stuff too thin already, but there's actually a technique on how to get over that, you know, like just prioritize like one hour, 30 minutes to one hour a day. Look at all the listings for every single of the client that you're working with or leverage that with your admin. Uh, but that's one being proactive. Number two, uh, you know, every Monday I'd like to, uh, I, you know, I teach the team to follow up with all the people that's looking for homes possibly selling and look at all the escrows that you have currently and make sure that you follow up with them. See if they have any questions. Is there anything we can help you with? And number three, what I do is uh, before final walkthrough on a property, I'll be like, Hey, you know, would you like to take a look at the property just to brainstorm, see what we want to, what you guys want to do. Number four, I usually send them a vendors list of people, you know, like, Hey, you know, these are the people that, you know, you can work with. Uh, whenever you need something, you can always call me too, you know, and I'll set it up for you. Uh, number five, you want to be there under signing, you know, obviously there's COVID right now. So be there with the buyers when they sign, um, make sure even at, at a zoom call, you know, while they're signing, you want to be there to answer their questions. Uh, you know, you want to be delivered them a key. You want to deliver them a nice gift. Um, that's pretty much it. And after that, like they, they're, they're going to, they're going to like you because a lot of people get caught up. Like as soon as you get an escrow, they kind of forget about, you know, they kind of forget about that client, you know, until like, Oh, it's time to sign and we're going to close. I feel like that's, that happens. Uh, we know what I learned from our previous coach. Uh, the best time to ask referrals from a client is during escrow and you want to ask them three times. Right. And the reason why you ask them three times is, uh, they're excited. They talk about it with their coworkers during at work, right? Hey, I got into escrow, you know, and uh, most of the buyers, they don't, you know, uh, they don't 
understand how we get paid. They don't understand how we get our leads and clients, right? You want to educate them like, hey, my business is solely based on referrals. You know, we have to do the best customer service. We have to do the best job in order for you to stick with us. There's no contract stating that you have to work with me after you decide to work with me. You can easily fire me. So if there's anything you don't like about what we're doing, please let me know right away, you know, but, and I, that's what I pitch them all the time. And, uh, and I, you know, I, I asked for, I asked for referrals during escrow and I just tell them like, Hey, you know, uh, you know, I'm excited for you. Do you know anyone looking to buy or sell? Do you have any coworkers? Please let me know. Please keep me in mind. You know, like most of my business is based on referrals only. That's a good business. You know, you have good, strong relationships, the way to help people and the trust that you instill with them. And they can just say great things about you and your team because the fact is that you just mentioned a couple of things is that, you know, you're constantly working with them, constantly communicating with them, following up with them, adding value, making sure they're okay throughout the whole transaction. And it's not just a transaction. You're helping them get into a new home or sell a home and you're a part of it, the journey. And people say, well, I don't have time for that. I'm busy doing the next deal right so you're just a hunter you're not actually creating real relationships and real results i think one one agent who i i heard him talk before he said like the way he built his business to be really successful is like the way i can measure my result is how many weddings can i get invited to he got invited to 30 weddings a year that means he has such great relationships with his clients that's a lot of fun a lot of spending a lot of you know parties you know but like you know that's how he measure his results with his clients if they're instilling that much trust in me helping them buy a home and they're actually inviting me to weddings they go they have then that means i'm doing my job right i'm creating real relationships with people and selling at a high level that's you know and so for you guys are the way another retention is like how many people can do they refer for you and tell everyone about it and how many brand advocates do you really have that can keep telling you, hey, work with these guys. These guys are great. They do everything. They take care of you and they'll watch out for you, right? They have your back. Correct. Love it. <laughs> That's a big challenge. And so what's going on with 2020 and the pandemic? How does that, uh, uh, how has that affected your team and your businesses? Um, it's a wake up. Uh, I think it's a wake up call for a lot of people. Uh, I always teach my team, uh, you know, don't be too pushy right now uh just uh double down on calls but triple down on compassion right um uh, that's what i taught the team but in terms of the results that we're getting right now i mean we're gonna double and a half what we're doing from last year and two years ago uh two and a half times and and uh, we it's a really uh it's really a wake-up call for a lot of people and so 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 do us you know like we wanted to expand we want expand like getting a new office uh, we want to do, you know, spend this much money on marketing. We want to spend much money on advertising, but we had to reevaluate that and adapt really quickly where we don't need it, you know, and uh, we don't need it. We just want to, uh, we, a lot of readjustments. It's a wake up call, just like anybody else. Right. Yeah. are realizing like, I don't need this stuff in my life. You know, I can, I can, I can live without it. You know, I think it's a great wake up call. Unfortunately, it's a pandemic, but it is a great wake up call to the society and the way people think about running businesses, what you actually need or what you think you want. But when you find out your true necessities, then you can actually start thriving because you can realize, hey, I only need this. But after that, we can focus more on the real business results and drive it. And the fact that you're doubling your business, quadrupling your business, even during a time like this shows the skills you have to make it happen right and then the mindset to uh get over all the fear all the worry all the negativity and just focus on and hunker down on what you really need to do to create real business and make it thrive and keep the team motivated and not have their head in the sand you know yeah exactly i i, I fully agree and i feel like i feel like uh this is a real test for a lot of uh, real estate agents yeah I think for a lot of brokers out there, a lot of agents, a lot of just salespeople in general, or even a lot of businesses, you got to figure out what you can do with what you have, right? And if you're a physical business, then you got to figure out how can you make it, you know, virtual or how can you make it online and how can you still deliver real results to customers and help them even during this time period. That's the real challenge right now. And the people who are like striving and pushing and going way farther, and like you said, doubling your connections are the ones who are going to succeed and they're going to just blow out of this really quickly while everyone else just fell behind and, or lost everything right correct that's tough right and then 
your team staying motivated, they're staying hungry and they're helping everyone and you guys are doing an amazing job. Yeah, thank you. We, we do our best. Uh, we'll see how it goes next year. <laughs> how do you balance your time? Uh, it's actually not that hard anymore. Uh, it's not, you know, nice it's not, <laughs> we're having a, you know, I'm having a, you know, my daughter in like a couple of weeks from now, like less than four weeks. Congratulations. About to say. Uh, I'm slowly, uh, you know, we're, we already know what's going to happen. So we're, we're adjusting to it right away. Right. Mm -hmm. so we have a new admin right now that's helping us. Uh, one of my associates has a, her own, uh, admin, uh, I created an agreement with some of the agents to become a showing specialist or things like that to help me out in certain things. Uh, in terms of balancing, uh, um, I actually, I work a lot, but not, not a lot, a lot lately. You know, I'm just more like thinking, like on a thinking side now. Uh, you're, you're, you're a mentor, you're, you're teaching and guiding your team and coaching them and creating results, you know, with them. Yeah. So we, we, we we're just, uh, I, you know, I committed to have one-on-ones with them every week, sales, sales call every week, uh, team meetings, uh, every week. And they're the ones, uh, majority of my team, they're the ones showing homes now, you know, buyers, you know, representing the buyers, even with listings, you know, sometimes I'll just refer that to them now because, uh, I want to have lesser, uh, lesser responsibility because, you know, my daughter can come out anytime now. Yeah. Um, yeah. And when you commit to somebody, you better, it doesn't matter what circumstances you're dealing with, you better commit to what you said, you know, and, and I, I'm slowly, uh, you know, slowly, uh, I might take a little break. I'm hey, still going to business, but I'm not going to do like the sweat equity. Like I'm going to show you this home. I'm going to show you homes. Um, they're very, 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 very limited for now, but I'm going to do that when. I agree. I think you focus on the relationships. You focus on the connections and delivering it to your team. And if, if needed, you always help on the ne negotiation side just to make sure everything's driven correctly the way you want it to be. But as long as you have a team to fully support you and especially while you're taking care of your kid, taking some paternity leave and just enjoying the time period because it goes really quickly. You know, um, this is not your first kid, right? It's not. <laughs> yeah, it's not, you know, and you know, but each kid is special and you want to, uh, make sure they are, that you deserve the time to spend with them, especially during the first couple of years, like really precious moments of how fast they grow. Right. Then wow. you want to be there. And I, I completely agree with you. Like I have a four year old and a nine month old and it's a lot of fun, but you got to spend a lot of dedication to them and to have a team to support you and to be there. And I think that's the best way for us as entrepreneurs, as leaders to just keep building in that mindset. Like, Hey, you don't need to do everything yourself anymore. You can work with a team to build it up even bigger and better. Right. right? Correct. And it, this is where the trust and the relationship comes in with, with your team, you know, like family, because they'll help you, you know, like they know you, you're going to need their help anyways, you know, mm -hmm. it's a push and pull business, right? Yeah. You have their back. It's, t it's time they have your back and they always had it. But at the same time, when you, they know you're busy, you're doing, taking care of your, your newborn, they're fully supporting and they're going to push even harder to say, Hey, I want to make sure we close all these deals. We help all these clients and make sure we do what we can for your baby daughter and for you family and just to keep going. Right. Yeah. And not to mention, you know, most of my team, uh, most of the people in our team, actually, except two of them, there's like eight of us, you know, six of them have kids. Yeah, so they know. They know how it is. <laughs> it's it's not easy. So we we know exactly where we're all coming from. It's so hard in, in the beginning, especially just so much like you're not sleeping anymore. You're just like full running by yourself. Yeah, the first three people in my uh, in our team is uh, they're all our kids. You know, it's like yeah. so that's how we got along. It's like oh cool, you know, like so yeah. It's enjoyable. You you ready? You excited? You're you're gonna have yeah. it in less than three weeks now. You got every, you got everything all set up. Yeah, I was preparing the crib yesterday. We got I set up the crib yesterday. We set up uh this this rock rolling thing that like that's like you can move on your phone. I forgot it's like uh what's it called? For moms. It's that's a brand called and you just you can push it, play some music. Yeah, nice. Like, yeah, some high technology stuff now. Like I seen the stroller where it follows you. Like <laughs> Oh man, that's so different. Yeah, but yeah, that'd be cool to have those, you know. Yep.
life changing everything i'm sure your daughter's gonna know know more real estate than most people do in her first year alone she's gonna, <laughs> learn, she's gonna learn, hear you just like your vibe you're gonna just you know share that and she's gonna see you calling like even my kids they they know about real estate they hear it all the time right and just like at the dinner table you're always talking about real estate investing and building you know it's, yeah. it's fun but you're i'm glad that you're going to enjoy it and i i wanted to have you on this podcast before you had your your baby and just to you know share your moments and share your your success and to see what you've been doing because i know a lot of people out there they know who you are they're watching what you're doing they love what you're doing and you know they're i've done a deal with you my team has done deals with you and it's been a lot of fun and we're excited to continue to do more deals with you and your team and i like the fact that you built so many great companies i'm like amazed and surprised and excited to see how much you've done so quickly and continue like to congratulate you on your success with all the companies as partners you know and everything you're doing and i can't wait to see more thank you do you guys have goals you set out for 2021 2021 150 uh, families, 120 million. Okay, nice. You, you're going to hit it and you're going to push them and they're going to see and support each other to do it. Mm -hmm. I'm excited to see that happen and I can't wait to get you on our future podcast and we'll talk more about different topics and building businesses because you're a great person to look to on how to make great successful businesses. That sounds good. Thank you. Cool. So how can people reach out to you? Uh, reach out to me, Instagram, phone number. Uh, my Instagram's the Bay Area Realtor. Hash, I mean, uh, you know, at the Bay Area Realtor. Um, Facebook, Kevin Cruz, you'll find me. Uh, you can just text me. And I'm pretty, you know, 415-825-2234. I only have one number. Nice. Uh, I only have one number. I don't have a business number. It's just one number. Okay, yeah. good. So I know how to reach you there. And you guys, you're still looking to add more people, people to, more agents to your team? Uh, good question. Uh, not yet. Not yet. Okay. Not yet. Yeah. Uh, not yet. We just had a newest team member uh, who just went in like less than a month ago. So that's going to be my last one for now. Our last one for now. For twenty twenty for twenty twenty right now at least. For twenty twenty for now. Yeah. We'll see how uh, we'll see how our daughter takes us. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be a lot of fun. I'm I, I'm hoping she'll be really easy coming out and really easy, just you know, enjoyable and you know, be really fun and happy. Like my second is super chill, super happy, super smiley, and it just been such a blessing for us. And we're excited to like watch him grow up with our first. Wow. But cool. Okay, so you know, everyone out there, we'll see you guys. This is the truth about real estate. Um, check us out on MatthewMa.com or Apple Podcasts, and we'll talk to you guys soon. Thanks. Yeah. Thank you.